0: Hello, real estate world. Welcome to the Nova Show, real estate records. This is Nuria Rivera, owner of Novation Title. I wanted to create the space for you guys to be able to share success stories, but not only success stories, I also wanted you guys to be able to share raw stories, everything that you have learned from the failures, the lessons, the wins. This is a space for our community to come together so that we can help each other rise to the next level. This is a space to be vulnerable, and this is a space for us to all be able to support each other in this real estate world. Please enjoy this episode.
1: All right, folks. So today for the Nova Show Real Estate Records, I am the host for this month here at Novation Title, and uh, my name is Andres. So we have a very special guest today, um, someone that I have seen kind of explode in his career someone that I have seen you know go from start to where he's at now and and the dude's just amazing uh you know I've I actually met him in high school um you know we have a lot of people in common and and it's just amazing to see this guy's uh his his story his journey and and where he's at now um, so what we have here is we have Marcus Case, so I'm just going to go ahead and, and give him some time to introduce himself. Marcus Case, he's a, he's a realtor, very successful realtor, um, you know, it, something that he's built along with his family and, and has made a very, very established name for himself and uh, for the case name. Uh, but this man right here, uh, you know, well over 20 transactions for the past 12 months. And so without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and pass this over to Marcus Case,
2: folks. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me on here, man. Uh, Marcus case from Springville, Utah. I've been selling real estate for the past five years now. Uh, I sell with my mom who's been selling for the last eight years. So we make up the case team. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That name it's, uh, is a pretty predominant name, uh, especially down
1: in Utah County. Uh, and if you drive around Utah County and a lot of the billboards there, um, you're going to see this man's face on there. <laughs> Every single time I pass by, I'm like, "That guy, man, he's just killing it, killing it." So, uh, Marcus, what is so so? What what got you into real estate? Kind of. So, what is the thing that really drew you to it?
2: Yeah. So I sold Uh, door to door for four years. And I liked selling. I liked not having a limit on how much you made and everything. I just hated leaving every summer. Uh, It sucked coming home and having to date new girls because all the other ones got married while you were gone for the summer. So I wanted to (laughs) have a place that I could uh, still do sales, but stay at home. I saw my mom doing it. So I was like, you know, that looks like a good job. I think I'll have tons of free time. So I'm going to go ahead and get my real estate license. Awesome. Awesome. No, no, definitely. Definitely. I could see, I could see you and, and I vibrate
1: with that as well. Uh, you know, that time thing is a very important thing. Um, so when it, when it, when it comes to like those, now that you mentioned time, um, what would you, what would you say is like super important to you, um, or that drew you to, to real estate more the time, the money, or kind of like the vision or the dream that you were kind of associating with what you could accomplish.
2: Yeah, I think at the very beginning, uh, my thoughts were realtors didn't work a lot and they somehow made a lot of money. So I was like, <laughs> oh, this will be perfect. Like, this sounds like the cool job. I realized it's it's hard to make a lot of money and you have to work a ton to make the money. So I think I just, uh, my vision kind of changed once I got into it. And at first I was like, oh, this is good money that I'm making. And then after that, I'm like, I love helping all of our friends. Uh, most of the people that we help are family and friends. So I just love seeing people get into houses or get into investments, that really drives me. It's just helping people more than making money. That's a nice buy factor, but it's not the main reason I get up and go to work every day. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's awesome. That's awesome. I like,
1: I like that you said it that way. Um, you know, it definitely, it, it, you see it in a way where it's like, hey, you know, I, I obviously, you know, you got that money, you know, that time is super important, but you you feel a lot more fulfilled than if you were to do something else. Right. So definitely. And so I agree with you there. Um, Now, what would you say were like one of the biggest challenges that you were facing when you were
2: starting? Uh When I first started, I think um, just being young and I didn't really ever own real estate. I think that was something that people would look at me and say what is this what does this young kid know so i had a lot of people that were my age and my friends that would buy houses from me but it was kind of hard to hit that older demographic but then when i started buying houses buying investment properties i could kind of tell people like look i've done it like i'm not just some dumb kid who's who's faking it i've i've done everything that i'm asking you guys to do yeah
1: i see that i see that and and so it with with the experience that you have now and everything that you've accomplished so far Um, What is something that you could tell real estate agents that are just starting um, as far as the challenges that you were facing, um, kind of what's most important and and where they could find success?
2: Yeah, I think having a mentor was a big help. Like I had my mom to start off um, and she'd been crushing it for three years. So finding somebody who can help you along the way, finding a good team, whether that's lenders, whether that's title companies that just make transactions smooth. Um, I wish I would have got more help sooner. I wish I would have gotten assistance sooner uh, because they just make the whole process of your job just run smoothly. <laughs> I agree. Uh, so, so you would say that the processes and the systems,
1: like once you have that in place, those those are like very, very important things that could uh, depict whether you're going to be successful or not.
2: Yeah, I think it keeps you from going crazy. I think we just hit the ground running and we didn't really know what we were doing, but we knew that we were selling a lot of houses, but we didn't have any systems in place and we hated life. You'd you'd go work all day long and you'd get back late at night and then you'd be doing your own paperwork. So once we found people to do paperwork or to set up our showings and everything, it made the job more enjoyable and made us be able to do the things that we were better at, which is selling houses. So we're able to sell more, the more help that we've gotten along the way. I
1: hear you. I hear you. That's awesome. I, I like that you said that. And and you did mention before, um, just wanted to bring this up real quick. So you did mention before kind of like how your family has been involved with this. Uh, you know, kind of like in the stages, like both in the early stages of your career, um, kind of a few years ago in the middle, and then now, um, how would you say it, it's gone with your family as far as both with like your mom helping you and then kind of like your own personal family. Cause you have, you have a wife now, you got a kid on the way uh, you know, what could you say as far as advice on, on how those things helped you become who you are today?
2: Oh, that's a good question. Um, like I said, my mom being a mentor has been huge. Uh, we get to work together every day. It's been super fun, but it just, you drive each other people that you get along with. You want to see your family succeed Um, my wife helps me a lot, especially with like rental properties and stuff like some of that burden off of my shoulders. Um, and it just gives you a drive to do good. Like you want to make your family proud and you want to make your wife proud and everybody. So they've been a huge, um, inspiration in, in my work. That's awesome. That's awesome.
1: And, and, And this right here, folks is, is kind of one of the reasons why I brought on Marcus here, um, to, to be my guest of honor is, uh, uh, this man isn't just focused on just his real estate career. He's also focusing on generating a wealth um, for himself and then for everyone around him. Um, so in, in, you said that you you mentioned investing um, even earlier in your career, not understanding what it meant to like own a home or understand investing. you you, you said you would have been able to help people a lot better earlier in your career. Um, So what has investing done for you as far as your career as a real estate agent?
2: Um, As an agent, I think it helps um, when you have clients that say, hey, I want to invest. If you've never invested anything, you're not going to know like what a what a good return on investment is. You're not going to know what a cash on cash return is. So just going out there and buying properties, um, I analyze deals all the time. I put in offers on houses all the time and I try to see how I can make the numbers work. And then it's uh, when I post stuff and say, hey, look, we bought this property. It makes 1200 bucks a month. That gets people interested. So then they say, hey, he knows what he's doing in real estate. I'd like to do the same. So I think I'm going to call him to be my agent instead of somebody else. Definitely, definitely. And that's awesome. I, I like that you said it
1: that way. Um, I like that you mentioned how it, it, it's, it's helped you guide people, right? Um, and so with you personally as like a father and then kind of like, with you starting your family, what has these investing opportunities or what you've learned as an agent helped you in that sector of your life?
2: Um, I I hope that I do a better job that once I continue to get more properties that it gives me back more time so that I can be a better husband and a better father. Because there's a lot of times where I'm gone until nine o'clock at night Um, there's times that I'm working on a a rental until three 30 in the morning while we're trying to get it ready, turning into a duplex. So I hope that it gives me a chance that I don't have to put as much pressure on being a realtor who has to open every door for somebody. Um, because I have that passive income coming in, I can kind of say, you know what, I'm taking this week off and we're going on vacation instead of stressing that if I'm not there, I'm not making money. So it's given me a vision. Of what it looks like to not have to work as hard every single day. Yeah, yeah, no,
1: it, it and that's and that's awesome that you said it in that way too. Because work, it's kind of a perception type thing, right? You know, some people want to work really hard, some people want to work smarter, and some people want to do both. Uh, so, I, so I like how you said it in that way, and and with the time that you're going to get back, um, that that I, I can tell that it's something that's really important to you in the future. Um, so with that being said, what would you say are like one of the most important steps or or maybe like non-negotiables that you have in place that are going to help you get there so that you can get that time back?
2: Oh, man, that's a good question. Um, I had a couple like goals written down. I said, by the time I'm 35, I want to have $10,000 of passive income coming in. I mean, I started when I was 27 and about halfway there. And I think when I hit that goal, like it'll be a big relief knowing that, you know, whether I go out and sell something, I have $10,000 coming in every month. Um, so it just give me the vision to go out and accomplish that goal, I guess.
1: Awesome. Awesome. And, and would you say when you're trying to accomplish that goal, um, those steps that you're taking, is how you would prep for a successful week? Or do you have maybe some more specific steps that you take um, that would prep you for a successful week so that you can have
2: that amount by the end of the month? Man, that's a good question. We're not the we're not the most organized team out there. We're trying to get more organized <laughs> with everything. Um, a lot of it has just been opportunities that come up. So sometimes, you know, I don't really have a plan of how I'm going to get this investment property or this one. But it always seems that something comes along, whether that's a client who has a house that we can't sell. And we look at it and say, hey, look, we could actually turn this into an Airbnb. So why don't we just buy it? So um, we probably could be more goal driven and oriented. But we've just we just know if we go out and work hard, opportunities are going to come. So that's just our, our thing. We we might not work the smartest, but we definitely go out and work the hardest. Whether that's that's good or bad, uh, we're just out there every day doing our best.
1: So, no, yeah, wonderful, wonderful. And, and I mean you're, you're you're looking at possibilities, right? You know, and, and you're seeing what possibility is the best. You know, which what's going to be more beneficial down the road. Whether if it's going to be helping this client sell the house. Or taking it on as an investment property yourself. Uh, so uh, I, I like that you are seeing more than just if I can't sell this house and I don't know what to do, right? Which is uh, you know uh, something that we do uh, see quite often in this industry and especially in the market that we're in right now. Um, and with that being said, uh, w- what would you say like because of the market that we're in and how weird it is. You know this shift—it's it, got a lot of people with a lot of questions. uh You know, you got people that are fearful. You got people who uh, are, are seeing the positive side of things. Um, and 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 this and this is another reason why um, you know bringing you on the show. I I could see that you could do a, a huge service uh, service to a- anyone who's going to be listening to this. Um, so, it, first off, let, let's kind of like. See what what are you what would you say is like the biggest challenge or maybe even the three biggest challenges that you are facing in today's market
2: I think the number one biggest challenge that I'm facing is I have a lot of people that are selling or buying that think we're buying or selling in the 6 months ago market it was a lot different there were 2000 houses on the whole Utah MLS so stuff was selling in a day i could list it for higher than i thought it should sell for and it. it'd go even higher than that And the problem is now people have this premium of whatever, $100,000, $50,000 that they think should be on top of their house. And those premiums are coming down because there's not as many people buying. So it's been really tough just setting expectations. I feel like it took me a while to realize that things weren't going to sell over asking price with multiple offers. So just setting expectations has been the toughest one. But if you just realistically do a good uh, comparative analysis for your clients and you show them what the house should sell for, and kind of let them know like, hey, we went from six days on the market to 30 days on the market. This is going to take some time, but stick with me and we'll get it done. It's either a time, a price, or a location thing. We can control one of those. So uh, that's probably been the hardest thing that we've had to deal with is just the expectations that houses should sell in a day for $100,000 over asking price. <laughs> yep. yeah, I could see that definitely can see that and
1: I think a lot of us in this industry can can kind of relate to that but uh, the key word here of, of what Marcus was saying is that you know setting that expectation and, and making sure that you're educating your clients right um, that's definitely going to help you that's going to set the tone um, and so I'm, I'm really 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 impressed that you see um, kind of more of both specific. well you actually see both the specific and the overview of things So, so that's awesome. That's awesome. And 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 I was actually going to go with, you know, kind of what steps are you taking um, to kind of overcome those challenges, and and you kind of answered that question there as well. Um, And 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 uh, I kind of want to focus on some other things that you mentioned. Um, You know, you did you did mention that uh, that you want to be more goal driven. Okay, that, uh, you know, that you that you felt like you you may not be as organized as you want to be. Um, are there, what would you say are kind of like the goals aside from, obviously, like what you've already mentioned, the $10,000 that you, that you want to make sure that you're hitting? Um, are there other goals out there that like you feel very, very connected with, very passionate about that you that you may have not mentioned or that are more related to like those things where you say, you know, I may not be, you know, organized, or I should be more goal driven. Do you have any goal, or any goals, or anything that you want to hit that you're very, very passionate about related to those things?
2: I, I think just an overarching goal is just to have our clients have such a good experience. Um, that they refer us to their family and friends and they come back. Like, I don't need to go market to 10,000 strangers. I can stick with my friend group of three, 400 people that I know. And if they had a great experience, if they made money off of their investment property, if they made money off of their house, they're going to like me enough to, to come back to me. So I just want to make sure that they have a good experience that nobody can say, I went with the case team. I had a terrible experience. I'll never use them again. You guys shouldn't use them. I want all my friends to feel good after, transaction to feel like they got a good deal to feel like they're set up um because i mean it's the biggest investment they're going to make so i want them to feel like it is furthering them where they're at in life i just i guess the goal would just be doing our best and and making all of our clients uh huge fans of the case team
1: that's awesome that's awesome i like that um and and so from what i'm hearing um is that what you've done is you've you've built your business around a referral a referral based business so that you guys have the ability to provide that experience and kind of duplicate that. Right. Um, so when it comes to providing that experience, um, and, and if I heard you right, um, you know, it's very important to you to make sure that they, um, kind of understand and feel comfortable throughout the whole, the whole process. Um, so with, with these newer agents, um, you know, starting in a market like it is now, um, what kind of uh, uh, what kind of advice could you give those agents as far as when it comes to providing experience? Uh, w- what are a few things that you could say that are kind of a, a, a must
2: if you're very experience driven? I think um, in any sales, you just have to think of it as people, not numbers, because uh, it's easy to go out and say I want to sell ten homes my first year, um, and you can go out and do that, and you can. Run through all these friends that you have and just try to get the number, but if you're selling to people you're going to make them have a good experience like we go under contract we send you cookies. Um, The day you go under contract or I'll send you some other sort of treat. just make it feel like you'd want to feel through the transaction instead of just like, hey, I checked all these boxes and they should be good. Do personal stuff for them. If you know that your friends like a certain thing, like, oh, they like Diet Coke, send them a Diet Coke and some cookies from Chip or Crumble or something like that. Just make it a personal experience. Don't just try to... Get them punched through your you know machine as fast as you can so you can get to the next one and that's something I I wish I all my clients are friends or they're referred from friends and I become really good friends with them the worst thing that happens is after the transaction not being able to spend as much time with them so I know I need to do a better job at making things more personal um, but that's what I would say just make it a very personal intimate experience of them buying their first house.
1: I totally agree with you there um, you know definitely especially here at you know, our at Novation, you know, redefining the experience is kind of what our slogan is and, and, and what we, what we focus a lot on. Um, and so we, we, com- we completely understand where you're coming from with that. And and it's very, it, and I'm glad that you brought it up because a lot of these new agents or even, it, you, you even have experience agents that think that there is like some, some fancy formula of selling someone um, that you need to convince someone, change their mind and so forth and so on. And, You know, here you are building a business. Okay, doing you know twenty plus transactions. uh, You know, within the last twelve months, based on just strictly referrals. Okay, and 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 that's and and I'm sure a lot of agents have also heard this term. But you know, there there's like sales breath. You know, you you get this sales breath, and you're and you're putting it out there, and then these your clients, you know, they they think that you're just Another salesman, another number, just like how you said, right? Um, so these people are, are are very important people, people who you can guide to becoming a homeowner and, you know, homeownership can lead you to becoming, uh, you know, the f- first person in your family of generating that wealth, right? That can transform everything. So I'm really I'm really glad that you brought that up, uh, you know, and going back to that, you know, we all especially if you came from like the Springville background of where Marcus and I came from, you know, a lot of the guys, they, they, they went into the door to door sales. They went into all that, you know, and so uh, with these new agents, it, it's very important, you know, they just care about the client, you know, person, make it personal. Uh, you know, provide them that awesome experience and see how that can duplicate your business over time. Right. And and you'll build that awesome relationship. And and that relationship can not just be one transaction, but could multiply into different transactions and their family and their friends and so forth and so on. Um, And and so I'm really glad that you brought it up in that way and that you understand it in that way, because um, it's awesome to when you come in contact with other real estate professionals that understand that concept Um, with uh, do you have like, you know, just kind of like turn the wheel on this and kind of have some fun with it. Uh, Have you, have you came across, uh, you know, especially if you're on the buying side or the listing side, um, do you have anything that you've seen as far as uh, you know, a bad experience with other agents that, you know, you could advise agents out there listening to us um, to kind of not make that kind of mistake or maybe, uh, you know, something that they could kind of be more aware of the next time they're on the buying side or the listing side or so forth.
2: Yeah, I think you just have to realize that uh, you're in this for the long run. It's not just one transaction you're going to do. So if I have an agent on the other side and I make a really bad impression You know, a year or two down the road, I could have some buyers that really want a house and he's the listing agent or she's the listing agent and they don't like me. So they kind of advise their clients. I don't know if I would choose him. This agent was hard (laughs) to work with. So I think we just need to realize like, hey, like I know you're fighting for your client. Just don't be just don't be rude. Don't be hard to work with um, because you're trying to get your client into this house. Uh, We're in this for the long run. You're going to see a lot of people um, come through your doors, um, clients leaving, agents leaving. But if you have a good name for yourself, I, I I think it helps a lot. I know I've won deals because of my mom's good name, or somebody will say I did a transaction with you three years ago. You're really good to work with. I told my client that, and let's let's go ahead and do it. So just don't be a jerk. Just be nice to everybody. It's like the golden rule. It's pretty simple. <laughs>
1: yeah, I hear you on that one. And 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 even when it comes to like negotiating, like a, with whether you're on the buying side or the listing side, um, understanding that concept has it helped you on that end as well.
2: Yes. I mean, I like to, I like to win. So uh, sometimes you might think I'm kind of hard nosed, but I, I just want to do what's best for my client. And I know that everybody wants to do what's best for their client. But I think sometimes I've stepped back and said like, Hey, this client's being a little ridiculous. Like I want to have a good relationship with this agent. And I'll even tell him like, Hey, um, I know this is a ridiculous request, but like, see what you can do. Let's work it out. Like at the end of the day, it's you coming to terms. It's the buyer and the seller and the two agents coming to terms to have a mutual agreement that makes both parties happy. So if you're if you're aiming for that goal of both parties being happy instead of it just being one sided, I think you're going to win a lot of friends and you're going to win a lot of deals. <laughs> yeah. No,
1: that's awesome. And 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 with those and with those clients that you are are dealing with, you know, the ones that have like the really unrealistic demands or maybe like the agent isn't being so helpful and, and, and is being, and, and is being more of like an order taker for the client. Um, What, what, what would you say would be something that's helped you in those moments to where you have to like bring them back to reality?
2: Yeah. And I think like, I don't like to think of real estate as a sales game because like you have people coming to you saying they want something. I don't have to sell you on it. But at that point, you kind of got to be a little salesman and you got to say, I am going to agree with some of the things that they're saying to me. Yeah. So that they are feeling like saying yes to you and they feel like you have a mutual understanding and then say, but we need to do this. Like, I see what you're saying. I see that you don't want to give an extra $500 in closing costs, but look at it from this side and how much does that really change versus if we don't sell this house, and you have to make a payment next month, how much money you're going to lose. So I think you have to have some sort of salesmanship in there, just kind of people skills, just using tact and being personable. Yeah. Yeah. No,
1: that's, and, and being, being on the, on the title side, you know, you, you kind of don't see this side of things. And so in these, in these episodes, it's really awesome to, to, to hear these agents kind of express that because, um, you know, you got to tell your client just like how you said. You know, you got the mortgage coming up next month, or it's coming up. That's kind of where our best option. And so, you know, that educating part is is very very important in building that relationship where they can trust you, right? Um, have you have you? What would you say, or, or would you be willing to talk about? Kind of like what has been your 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 most difficult transaction? But it was also one where you learned the most, something that kind of really helped you develop more of who you are today.
2: That's a really good question. I think there's been multiple ones. Uh, Early on, uh, making mistakes, like maybe not initialing something or maybe not sitting in the right form. Um, I had some agents that would kind of try to take advantage of that and say, oh, you messed up. I'm going to kind of uh, get you here. I got you here. Um, so making mistakes has really helped me. I'm trying to think of like one transaction that was really tough. I mean, I feel like I have one going on at any given time where I either learn how to deal better with, uh, clients or agents, or I learned that I need to be more learned on the repsy. Um, I can't just say one, I just think making mistakes, you're going to make them. Uh, but if you learn quickly and you work hard, hopefully people kind of forgive those mistakes and you can not make too big of a mistake. I don't know, that's not a great great answer, but <laughs> but nonetheless, you know mistakes is a learning
1: opportunity, right? Um, and, and that's that's definitely a, a healthy mindset in this industry. Um, and when it comes to your mindset, um, is there maybe something that you do like when you wake up in the morning, um that kind of helps you put you in in like the zone um do you have
2: a routine No, dude this sounds so terrible no I usually try going to the gym in the morning uh some days I don't make it some days you have closing some days you have appointments but I try going to the gym every day I think that kind of helps me just be in a good mood the rest of the day other than that I listen to podcasts I listen to like bigger pockets podcasts I listen to Robert Kiyosaki I listen to Um, just any real estate podcast. And I feel like that kind of puts me in the mindset when I'm driving around. I'm just like, oh yeah, like buying real estate is a good option. Like, yes, I need to get them in this investment property. So I think just listening to podcasts, reading books, I do that a lot, but I need to be more organized with my mornings. Probably. I bet I'd be a lot more successful if I I did that. Like I said, a lot of the stuff we do, we kind of fly fly by the cuff and we just go out and try working hard. And we know if we work hard, good things will happen. But yeah, I'd say podcasts and books—the only thing that really gets me in the the mindset of buying and selling real estate. <laughs> and, and and I agree with you. I mean, that's the those are awesome to listen to, and
1: they 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 help a ton. They get you thinking. They get you in the zone. Um, they they kind of bring out the reasons why you're you're doing what you're doing, right? They kind of remind you, light up that fire again, and then boom, you're you're taking on the day um, when you find yourself. You know, dealing with a difficult client, or maybe something didn't go the way that you planned, or maybe something unexpected, and you find yourself kind of just having to to fight to keep that positive mindset. Um, are, are there are there certain things you tell yourself, uh, like what steps do you take to kind of maintain that? That that fighter mindset throughout the day, even when things maybe don't go as planned.
2: First, I probably call my mom and complain and say (laughs) this this client is so tough, or this deal sucks, or I just want to quit. And she will, like, she'll realize, like, you know what? Yeah, it's it's hard, but look what you get to do, and look what this job provides you, and everything. And she kind of puts me in the right right mindset. So I'd say complaining helps a little bit getting off your chest instead of letting it letting just uh, simmer inside of you and blowing up. So just talking about it. I've talked to my broker and everything, and they kind of explain everything's gonna be okay. And then I'm you know, on to the next one. So yeah, that's not the best answer, but it's a good answer
1: for me. No, no, I mean it's you know, there's no there's no wrong answer, right? You know, this is you know about what's what's working, right? You know, and, and inventing is something that you've seen good results with like nothing to be ashamed about at all, you know, because we we all vent. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> you know, and 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 it's awesome. You know, your, your mom sounds like a really cool person. Okay. Uh it sounds like she's been there a lot for you, has, you know, with her being your role model and everything, um, it, uh, did, do you kind of like uh have any like weird moments where you're like, oh these this, it's times like these where working with your mom
2: is kind of tough.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. We do
2: we fight a lot. Like we <laughs> we don't totally agree on things and sometimes we'll be working together and we won't have the same mindset. But sometimes we'll like I'll bring a buyer to one of her listings and then we're kind of against each other. And it creates like a relationship that's not a mother-son. It's a coworker, coworker, or agent versus agent. So yeah, we've had a lot of fights. Like sometimes we don't agree with what we should be doing or who we should be paying or where we should be spending most of our time so yeah we fight a lot but I think at the end of the day we we get along I think I annoy her more than she annoys me but um at the end of the day we we do a lot of deals together it's a it's a high octane high stress job as it is and we do a lot of deals so uh we're around each other a lot so we've had I can't say just one time where we've had a couple blow-ups but we have some good fights that are healthy I think (laughs) So,
1: so, so your mom has a listing and you're essentially the buyer's
2: agent. I've had that on that transaction with your mom. Yeah. We've done that a lot. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's super interesting, but then I don't have her best interest. I have my clients and she has her clients and we both are very passionate and very good at what we do. So it hits, it meets in the middle, full steam ahead when we're fighting for our clients. And then it kind of gets in the way of our mother-son relationship so. <laughs> but i mean you guys you guys
1: tend to find a way to you know yeah, get back to, to not hating each other or whatnot or anything like that but you know imagine i could i could only imagine just being like man she she made that deal so hard <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah I could, I could i could i could only imagine you know because uh You know, not not a lot of people in this industry have probably any any type of infrastructure like that. (laughs) You know, with with the team that they're a part of. Um, But uh, you know, I'm pretty sure that there's a ton of good moments, uh, learning, growing opportunities. Um, And 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 would you say that that whether she was your mom or not? with the type of role model that she is, what, what, what are kind of like your favorite things about it and and why you chose her as your role model, essentially?
2: Uh, she's very good at everything she does. And so when she got into real estate, she'd cut hair for 35 years. She was fantastic at it. Had the same clients stay with her for 35 plus years. Um, so I know she's very good at her job, which is very nice when I want to go on vacation or I need to go, somewhere for a couple of days, I know that I have somebody that's better than me taking care of my clients. And she's trained me up to where she feels comfortable that if she was out of town, that she could send me to a showing or she could send me to a listing presentation and know that she'll be represented the way that she would want to be. Um, So it's just nice having more than one person to take care of you. And sometimes in a transaction, you get tired of showing the same client 70 houses. So then you say, hey, Marcus, I'll split this deal with you if you start showing them. I'm sick of it or I just cannot do this. So it's nice having somebody that you feel like is equal to your same skill that you can rely upon in case you're, you're not there. Because I don't know how one single agent does it without having a team around them because it is so time intensive and hard to be in all the places at once. It's impossible. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Yeah. And so
1: would you say that that would be like one of the biggest factors of what took you to being a a five transaction a year agent to a 20 plus year transaction type agent?
2: Yeah, I I think so. I think seeing that my mom got into the business and, and was killing it really pushed me. And then our goals just started going like our first year together, we probably did like 70 deals. And then the next year, we did 100 deals. Then we did 110 deals. This year, we did 140 deals. So it just pushes me, you know, I I want to show her how good I am. And I think she does the same thing. So it pushes each other to just to do more. And with two people bearing the load, you're able to do more. Just even on listings, we co-list a lot of houses. And if one of us can't be there for an open house, the other one can be. So I think it really took our her from being a one agent you have the capacity to maybe do 45 deals a year. Um, but when you bring on two people, instead of two people both doing 45, we're able to do, you know, 140 together. I think it just it just lightens the load when you have more helping hands, so. Yeah, and
1: so making sure you have the right team, yeah, that that essentially is what I'm hearing that got you to that
2: point of, you know, being able to say, you know, we did 140 this yeah. year. I think you have to. I think as a new agent, the sooner you can get people around you i know it's it it costs money but the sooner you can get assistance you get a team working for you even if you make less money at the beginning if you can get more people helping in the long run of things that's how you that's how everybody scales
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah cuz i mean you got you got agents right now
1: the ones that are you know trying to to, to double their productivity they're trying to double their transaction count and and it's like the burnout yeah burn Definitely. And and it's real, right? Um even at even at this stage of your career, even at at the point of having a team, would you say that you still experience a burnout?
2: Yes. I feel like um uh, I feel like we're probably staffed a little short, um, especially on like buyers agents and stuff. We just always always rely on each other. I think if we took a little time to get more organized and hire somebody to do showings, uh, we wouldn't burn out as quick. But every, every August I'm feeling pretty like I've worked for 15 months straight and haven't had a break. And I realized I've only worked for eight months. So, <laughs> so yeah, there's still, there's still burnout, but I think we just need to be willing to expand. I think that's the only way that you, that you go from, you know, making a hundred two thousand two hundred thousand $200,000 to making like a million dollars a year is by scaling and letting other people help you get there. Yeah. And, and, you know, any,
1: any of you agents who are newer um, or even, are a little a little bit more seasoned than than a newer agent. Um, this is very very important. Something that 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 you should be kind of taking to heart because um, with social media and everything, it, it's real easy to get exposed to kind of like you know these these top performing agents and and kind of how they're getting like you know three hundred thousand views on their videos and and you know they're they're posting videos all the time of. Under contract closing, this this and that. They got a Tesla. They got a nice house and everything. You know, it's it it, it it it's easy to compare yourself there, right? Yeah. Um. Did you ever catch yourself comparing yourself to other agents, even knowing where you you and your mom have gotten yourselves as a team?
2: Yeah. Like at the very beginning, I look up all the people that uh, I knew that were agents. And every month I'd look at their numbers because you can see that on the MLS. So at the very beginning, I'm like, I just want to be better than these people I know. And then after that, I'm like, okay, I'm better. I just want to be better than everybody in my office. I'd look up everybody's numbers. And now I'm at the point, I'm like, it doesn't matter because I could go sell a hundred houses in a year and somebody could be doing separate investments and be like a part-time realtor and still make more money than me on like one house they sold. Like, so I'm like, at the end of the day, it just matters- doesn't matter what everybody else is doing it just matters what you're doing like just be the best version of yourself um i don't really like all the flashy things i just want to live a comfortable life i want to buy investment properties live a comfortable life so i feel like i don't really buy into all the agents buying like teslas and stuff like that like i like my old truck and go out and live a fun life and go snowmobiling on the weekends and stuff like that so
1: yeah but it is easy with your yeah, family it is
2: easy to get caught up in all the flashy stuff it Especially is you see agents their first or second year they're buying hundred thousand dollar vehicles like they're buying all of these toys and stuff and i'm just like dude this is this is a marathon not a race like it, we're gonna be on this road for a long time like just slow down a little bit because it might not always be as good as it's been the last two years right yeah you know and a lot of people got
1: you know used to that type of market and now they're they don't know what to do. Yeah, and so and so, you know, having building upon the mindset, you know, kind of like you focused more on the mindset on, uh, you know, the the, the time and the mission and 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 kind of like the dreams, um, and you knew that the money would follow, you know, because obviously the work that you're putting in is is going to equal that, um, and so uh, if from what I'm hearing here, like you you you've, you've you are in five years now, right? Yep. And you don't feel like it's slowed down for you. You know, you feel like you're still you're getting better year after year. Um. And and what I'm hearing is that it's it it, it has a lot to do with what you focus on. Yep. And so that, that's awesome. That that's really awesome. And uh and with those newer agents, guys. You guys listening, take notes, take notes on this man like this. This man has got his mindset on things that he can actually duplicate on things that he can actually control and, and, and things that he's actually investing that are giving him a return. So he has much of an investing type of mindset. Um, Even when it comes to just being on as a real estate agent, um, you're looking more on the long term than making that quick
2: sell. 100%. Right. Yep. Yeah. If you if you just if you just go out there and and try to work hard and not smart, you're gonna get burned out. So I've realized, hey, I'm gonna to have to spend a little bit of money to get people around me that make my life easier. And it's going to return, probably not this year, but it's definitely gonna return next year and the year after that, instead of um, just trying to make a quick buck. So. Yeah, that,
1: there we go, folks. And just to kind of uh, wrap up the show, you know, where we're kind of at that point, we've, we've definitely heard about where Marcus came from, what, what got him into uh, this industry, Um where he's at now and then where he wants to get to. Um, and, and so let's let's go ahead and wrap up this show by asking what last piece of advice he'd like to share um, with you guys as the audience, whether you're a seasoned agent, whether you're a veteran agent, whether you know you're a brand new agent. Uh, Marcus, what what's one last piece of advice that you'd like to share with with everyone here?
2: I think just focus on relationships. That's what this business is all about. Um, Whether that's relationships with your clients, I think that is huge. Making them uh, be your friend, know that you care about them. Relationships with lenders. Uh, I work a lot with a couple lenders and I have such a good relationship with them that they send me deals. I send them deals. Um, Relationships with title, relationships with um, accountants. I get a lot from my accountant. I think this whole life is just about relationships and who you know. And I think that's going to take you further than being a good salesman or being really great at... uh, communicating or negotiating. I think just being good at creating relationships is going to take you farther in life than anything else. Awesome. Awesome. Well, there you go, folks. So that was
1: Marcus Case. He's a realtor. He's been doing it for five years um, so far. And, and, you know, this year, he with his team, he's at, you know, 140 transactions for the year so far. And, And, and that's just been something that he's been able to accomplish because of everything he's done within the past five years and everything that he shared here with you folks. Um, And, and in this man, he, he came out of a little town, Springville, Mapleton area, just like myself. And, and he's out here now competing with people who have been around, you know, more more exposed areas or, or, you know, areas of where more successful realtors come out of. I mean, he, and he's going neck to neck with them uh, and, and Marcus, what's a way that we can have people follow you on social? Like what's your Instagram handle? How can they find you on Facebook?
2: Yeah, just Marcus case on Facebook. I think I'm Mark case 34 on uh, Instagram. And then the case, uh, let's see case real estate. Also I'll post a bunch of the business stuff and stuff like this on that. All right, folks, go ahead and follow this man. Um,
1: he does a lot of, uh, he, he shows a lot of, of his own content as well. Um, and then when you see him, on uh, on the billboards, driving down the highway and the freeway on I-15 and everything. Um, just know that you heard this man talk and share his secrets with you guys because he uh, he he's a man that also likes to see the industry grow. So thank you so much for you guys' time. Thank you so much, Marcus. Thanks, man. For taking the time to be on this show here, the Nova Show Real Estate Records. Uh, my name is Andres here with Novation Title, and that was it for our episode, folks. And you all have a good day.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please rate us, like us, and share this podcast with our real estate community. The Nova Show Real Estate Record, sharing raw stories of real estate failures, lessons, wins, and successes. This is all from Novation Title, bringing a different experience into your world so that we can all uplift each other. Until next time.